Thanks for tuning in to the Athletic Scholarship Corporation Radio Network. Heard worldwide on www.athleticscholarshipcorp.com. Your source for college recruiting help, training advice, motivation, and more from pro athletes, coaches, celebrities, and entrepreneurs worldwide. Corporation found on the web at www.athleticscholarshipcorp.com and the ASC Sports Radio Network. Every week I get to interview some really cool people, celebrities, uh, pro athletes, coaches. This week's special for me because I'm circling back with a close friend of mine uh, back from the early 90s, Herman Fontenot, played for LSU, Cleveland Browns, Green Bay Packers. Uh, Herman, it's great to catch back up with you, man. Hey. AJ, it's great to catch back up with you, big fella. I hope you're doing well. Uh, I'm doing great. I, now, circling back, and, and, you know, we always played racquetball together, even worked mm-hmm. together for a short period, um, worked out together, just really spent some quality time. And I remember we're about 10 years age difference. I remember not being really <laughs> starstruck. I remember watching you play and me going through college myself and never really looking at you as – a Cleveland Browns player. I just looked at it. It was Herman, and we're playing racquetball. Right. We're having fun. But going back, I, I wish maybe I asked more questions of you. You know, just from experience, going from LSU to the pro ranks. Can you can you talk about that a little bit? Just maybe some things that you look back and you learn, and that if you had a chance to help a high school athlete or parent understand the business of sports, anything that comes off the top of your mind on that. Well. <clears throat> kind of mentioned maybe you should have asked back in those days uh, for me to possibly give you insight on certain things that I may have gone through at that time. What I think about is I don't know if I was actually prepared to give you the right answers back then. You know, I have a great friend that I'm working with right now, and he always tells me not to look back, not to look in the review mirror, because that's really in the past. What I do understand about me now is if I had opportunity to speak to a teenager at this point in time in my life, it would be much more beneficial to his, you know, for him. Because until you go through those dark roads, uh, uh, those roadblocks, uh, through the process of growth as a young man from, uh, you know, from the age of 17 going into college, until, you know, me right now, 52, well, there's a lot that goes on um, in your life, and there's a lot of difficult times. Uh, but in order to go through the process and go through those experiences, you really don't have too much to share, something that, that would be beneficial to a child. Uh, right now, my conversation would be different because I've learned. I've learned the hard way. And if we are not taught really at an early age to respect certain things in life, as you go through this journey trying to get into the NFL or NBA or Major League Baseball or whatever, you become successful and you have to respect the journey. And each moment, it almost seems like to me now what I'm doing with my life, I appreciate a lot more because I, I have to work, really work to get to this point. Playing football and sports, sometimes it could be natural, a natural gifted athlete, what they say from time to time. But who did I have in my background to give me uh, 
you know, who gave me some some intel, some depth about what a man's supposed to be like. You know, I didn't have that father that was in the home teaching me anything. I didn't have parents actually reading to me. It just was a progression that you surround yourself with people that hopefully you can learn from. I always talk about, uh, you know, like some of the guys and, and the women that I, I went to school with. I've always admired their character because, for the most part, they were raised by parents who taught them well. And for me, what I got out of those, out of those relationships was uh, what they got from their fathers and mothers. My grandmother gave me a good foundation of how to respect people, how to be kind and how to be nice. I always tell people being kind, you know, being cool is being kind. To me, I'm that the type of guy that, uh, as far as arrogance, you said that you wish you should, have, you would have spoken to me way back then. Well, and you just saw me at Herman because, regardless of whether I played in the NFL or LSU and and all this stuff, that didn't change me. I was just, you know, just happy to happy to be, to exist, to give, you know. And, and my life is about giving. So in a sense, when someone's being a friend to me, that is appreciated. Now, I know good spirits and bad spirits. So I just try to surround myself in a good community of people. And what I understand about communities, AJ, is just because your house is built in a certain community, at the end of the day, that doesn't mean that's a community which you live in. No, it's the people that you surround yourself with. That's your community. And it only takes two or more people to build a community. So when someone asks me about Green Bay or Cleveland or Baton Rouge or Florida, they want to know, you know, how was the city? My only answer could be it was great because I'm sure I was surrounding myself around great people. I'm not looking at the skyline. I'm not looking at what they're doing in a club or in a bar or in a restaurant. It's a day-to-day life that you surround yourself around beautiful people and you create a community of people that's doing positive things. Is what I've learned throughout my days. Now, I've always been kind, but starting to understand that whole thing about giving back. There's a lot of anger going on in this world. I try to keep my community uh, safe and away from ugliness, prejudice, and all these things that corrupt our society. Um, But I have to learn a lot from different individuals that, hey, my God has put around me to protect me. And uh, and that way I protect my family. So I never really got caught up in the football. Matter of fact, I walked away from football. I had to walk on in the first place. But when it started not happening, when I stopped having fun and enjoying it, AJ, I walked away. Yeah, I remember. I remember. And um, you know, I always I know you. Away. You treated everybody with respect, and I, I remember that. And it didn't matter who it was, walk of life. Do you feel like? Looking back at your your skill set, I know you had to walk on, but do you feel like there's periods that you were coddled or treated differently? Maybe the rules were bent or different as you, you know, demonstrate your athletic ability and your celebrity status in Cleveland. Do you feel like you're treated differently? I want to hear yeah. what you got to say on that. Well, I know I was treated differently because during the days when I was with the Browns, I had some friends, black friends. And some of these places that we used to go in, they would tell me uh, years later, or maybe 
It had to be years later because they had told me some of the things that was taking place at the same places that I was, you know, VIP and treated special. I would have never gone in those places again. So for a black athlete back in those days in Cleveland, I realized that, well, yeah, I was losing some friends because I was in an, I was in an environment um, where certain black folks were not invited or accepted. But I didn't see that. I just was always growing up around everybody, black and white. It doesn't matter. But I wasn't really paying attention who wasn't getting in to certain places. Well, that's being treated special because you're an athlete. Well, hey, that's happening every day, though. I mean, it's happening every day. That's what sports and stuff brings. Okay, but I did not let that remove me from who I am. I didn't treat another person differently uh, than I did before I made it to the NFL, before I went to college. I mean, 1,200 people on Facebook wish me happy birthday. For the most for the most part, I mean, that's friends from the beginning, though. Yeah. And those things that I share, I share love. I share about connecting uh, and uplifting. I have nothing negative. Uh, the negative things that may happen to me, well, uh, it's a part of life. I have no one to blame, truly, but myself, if it does. Oh, you just don't blame anyone. Things happen. I can use another word. I can use another word, but you look at other people's lives. You look at other people's lives. What's going on in this world? I cannot have blame or fault against someone else because what may happen to me or what may not happen to me. I, I just, I'm just not the arrogant fella. I like being cool. Yeah, they're and being uh, cool is being kind. Yeah, there's there's a point, and I actually tell my wife about this. I bring it up sometimes, and I said back in the day, I had a friend of mine that played for the Browns, and he's African American, great guy, sweetheart guy, and you know we're just bringing up the topic of race because yeah. we were in Little Italy. I don't know if you remember. Mm -hmm. and, oh, I've been out there in Little yeah, Italy shopping. <laughs> yeah. Well, now... <laughs> Terry Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, Terry, Terry, we were just there the other night, my wife and I. I still yeah. see him probably a couple times a month. But back in the day there, as you remember, being out there, you didn't see a lot of African-American people. Now it's commercialized, and you would think mm -hmm. we're in a different world, um, with, especially with terrorism and other things going on in this, this country. But the, right. the racism still exists. I mean, sadly, oh, yeah. it, it still exists. And Oh, yeah. It's um, not going anywhere. No, it's not. It's not. It's unfortunate. But, mm. um, you know, looking back at, at college, how did recruiting work out for you? I and mean, we never talked about it. Being friends, I, I think you're too busy mm. playing racquetball and not talking about anything else. But Well, it was very simple for me. I went to a couple places, USL, Texas, Texas A&M. But then there was a man that came down um, to my grandmother's home named Jerry Stovall. He actually came. I, I stayed in the project's apartments like and He came to my grandmother's place, and he sat down and introduced himself. One of the things that I will always remember that he said, because we're still great friends today, as a matter of fact, on my profile on Facebook, I had us posted when he was hugging me on the field after one of the games. It said, Fonten on my back. Of the jersey, but he told us told my grandmother that he would take care of me uh, if I came to LSU. And AJ, I can tell you, um, I spoke to him one day uh, about I think two years ago when we were we, 
we were being um, uh, introduced to the crowd before one of the games, and I told him on the sideline, you know, he was always my favorite coach because he never lied. He told my my grandmother passed away four years ago, so this was after she passed away. And I told her, told him that he kept his word and he took care of me when I came out you. The school now still takes care of me in a lot of ways in my business, um, but I appreciated him. And then when I went over to visit the school, uh, it was a win-win situation because all they had to do was feed me some of that good old Louisiana food, and I was done. <laughs> I tell you, I didn't want to go nowhere else. Uh, they, they picked me up, they took me out, they fed me, and it was over. I mean, I'm serious. It was completely over. I didn't even think about going somewhere else to visit. I'd never heard of LSU at that time, mind you. Never heard of the school. But I had to go because they were great people. And I'm a Fontenot. Realizing if your father's not in your family, you are Fontenot. Well, my family's from Louisiana. My family are Creoles. So they, they, they range from chocolate to high yellow to white, where my grandmother was. My great-great-grandmother was uh, French. My great-great-grandfather was Indian. So somewhere in between with all that Louisiana stuff that was going on, uh, they created these Fontenots. I have some Fontenots with red hair, freckle, fre- freckle face, and blue, uh, blue eyes. That's the uh, that's the culture of the Fontenots in Louisiana. Well, so, one of the things you said, that, and I was going to ask you that question, if you felt like once you... you stop playing that people kind of forgot you and you already answered that but one of the things that i want the listeners and the kids to you know and parents to get from this don't mascot chase pay attention to who you're playing for and that coach is going to become a father or a second father figure or if you're a girl student athlete that coach could become a father or a mother whatever the case may be i mean you look at pat summit she just passed legendary yeah. coach she changed lives. yeah unfortunately at a young yeah. age but it was a good point you brought up about you, you trusted and your grandmother trusted that that coach was going to really take care of you. And I think that coaches, because of the business aspect, the NCAA and the big money, the money mm-hmm. creates greed. And, and the money is bigger than when you played, I, I assure you. For sure. It's huge. For sure. Yeah. So do you think that out of one out of ten coaches, do you think the honesty is ten out of ten? Well... I really don't know. You know, if AJ, I can only say that Jerry Stovall was ten. I, he was ten. He was a ten to me. I don't. Tr- I don't really. Uh, I've said some things, and sometimes you get blacklisted. You know, and I got to watch what I say because I've spoken my heart before. Uh, it didn't slow me down. But there are a few coaches, especially at LSU right now. I don't to particularly care about. Mm-hmm. I, 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 my favorite coach, Jerry, and, and my other favorite is is uh, uh, man, Coach Nader. Coach Sam Nader is still there. Uh, and I call Coach Nader. Uh, I go see Coach Nader. He was there in 1981. He's been there for almost 50 years. But he has a beautiful light about him. Uh, one of the things about Jerry Stovall, too, you know, I walked on to the Brown. It was his brother who actually called Marty, called Marty Schottenheimer about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that family, between the father, I mean, between Jerry and his brother, they helped me get 
to the NFL in a big, big way. So Jerry wanted me to come and play in college at LSU. And then his brother Kirk calling Marty Schadenheimer um, out in Cleveland. And that's how I, you know, that's my road. I mean, that that, that was my road trip. Uh, by the time I got to Cleveland, they'd already known a little bit about me from Kirk because Kirk coached me at LSU with Jerry Stovall. So, Jerry Stovall had already known about my character from the brother. Even though I wasn't drafted, Kirk told Jerry Stovall that I was the best athlete on the team. I mean, Kirk, Stow, Kirk told Marty Schottenheimer that I was the best athlete on the team. So they gave me a chance. That's all I needed. And, yeah, he, cap- and he capitalized on it. I mean, you definitely had a good career in Cleveland and – what, you know, looking at the Cavs and finally winning a championship here, I know, you know, you're you're in Texas now, and um, mm-hmm. I'm sure Cleveland has a, a space in your heart, and you probably said, wow, oh, for fin- sure. finally, you know, <laughs> we struggled for a long time. Well, I mean, we are, that, that whole thing about Believe Land, yeah. um, it, it, it touched me when, in, you know, when the Cavs won, I, I shed a tear. I mean, because I shed a tear, I used to be so upset, and I'm still upset with the Browns. It was just, really, I've been gone, or we've been gone, 1990. They've been losing. But I I, I blame that on the coaching, uh, the, the, the the ownership, what they were doing with the coaching and the players that made so many big mistakes. I was getting upset because they weren't giving a crowd what it is that they deserve. I know how much it costs to go to those games and bring your kids. And every Sunday, time and time and time and year after year, they were going home with their heads down, spending all that money. And they weren't giving them a good product. So for me to go through that process of disappointing, and we, you know, we won a lot, the big one we did not, but you can see that there were some mistakes made, blah, 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 but we were consistent winning, yeah. winning. And this city was crazy, crazy happy. And, you know, I can rest on that fact. We didn't win the big one. But those people had a great time from 1985 through 1990, big fella. Yeah, That's and, all I know. And it was funny because looking back and you fired, you know, the sh- Schottenheimer gets let go and, and – um, Hargrove at the Indians let go because we're winning, but we can't get the mm-hmm. pinnacle. We can't. We're going to we're going to playoffs every year. I remember being a kid and watching Biner, and and I watched Biner interview for Believe Land, and, and it broke his heart. It mm-hmm. still breaks his heart. And then he's of course he's joyous. I mean, when you're a true competitor and you're not there, I know a lot of people and a lot of these media analysts like to get stories, but to say a guy that doesn't put his neck out there and his heart and soul. They, they've never played the game at the highest level because you go out there no. every week, you know, and you know what you're facing, and you know what you got going on, you know the game plan, but when it's all said and done, and, and the first snap goes, you're in a zone. You're not worried about the fans. I mean, you love the fans, but you're thinking you don't about, even hear him. You're right. You don't hear him. You're right. You can't hear him. I can't hear a thing, man. I cannot hear a thing out there. You know, and the thing about Ernest, I would tell people this story as well. Without Ernest, I probably wouldn't have made the team as well. Because he, uh, me being a walk-on, they had uh, Greg Allen and Mark Johnson. They were drafted number two and number three. I think they were both running backs. And they were always getting in and taking all the reps. But he's always, Brennan, I mean, I'm sorry, Ernest used to always ask, did I know the plays? 
If you don't know the plays, don't get in. What I realized, what he was doing was teaching me how to be a professional. So it's just like work. Uh, it is a professional job. And if you don't know what you're doing, son, you're not going to get on the field. So when I got on the opportunity, I see these guys that were running fast. They were running real fast, but they were going the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. That was the difference. You got to be smart. Uh, and he, he allowed me to be smarter than my competitors as far as camp and everything else. So uh, I owe a lot to Ernest. I've told the story to many. Uh, and without Ernest, we'd have never needed uh, the touchdown when he fumbled. That fumble, people don't really know how it was caused or what happened. Well, the receiver, because it was, uh, there you go. Block. He needs a block. Well, he didn't need the block. All he needed to do was go to the outside. Yeah, take the corner. Fade, yeah. fade, yeah. fade. That, that's what the game plan was. That's what the play how it was designed. Not for him to block. Designed for you to fade. If you fade and you're a superstar receiver, what you think that defensive back going to do? If you run your butt out of bounds, he's, he's going to run with you. Yeah. Yeah, so we know. Yeah. But no one's to blame, man. It's a team effort. So I just try to make, uh, sometimes when I had this conversation with, with fans about Ernest, man, he was just incredible. So uh, we never, I never thought about it. We never blamed in one moment, not for a minute. I mean, it was over. We lost, not him. He, we lost. So um, still it hurts because you were so close so many times. Don't know what that's like. But we were dancing. They let us in the dance, but, but they kicked us out the dance, man. You know, it's kind of like being on a dance with the stars. Time to go, right? Uh, yeah, we got down to that last four, dancing with the stars. We was one of those couples got kicked off. Got dog it. Uh, obviously, you, you, the coach at LSU, you'd probably say is your biggest mentor. I was going to ask you that question in our segment. Your, who's your biggest mentor or influence in your life? And, and that's hard to answer because you, you go through phases yeah. and people are yeah. placed in your, in your life for a reason and, and get you through that, that phase. Well, uh, that's a hard one to answer. I had a lot of fathers and a lot of mothers, man, um, that before I got to school were my biggest mentors, you know, uh, strong black women in my community and black men in my community that weren't superstars or weren't coaches, but they worked, and they worked their butts off for 40, 50 years trying to build their family and keep them together and do the right thing. you got to understand a little bit about Beaumont, Texas, and how it was built. You know, that Beaumont, Texas was built as far as we call them immigrants from Louisiana. Once they came across that bridge, the first city they stopped in was in Beaumont. There was a lot of fighting going on and uh, wars, uh, racial wars going on in the 1800s and early 1900s in Beaumont, Texas. Uh, If you understand the culture, uh, slavery and all these things, they were free. But when they moved, Beaumont was settled by a few black families that had to fight to stay. My father was one of those men that had to fight to stay in a community. And um, I was thinking about this the other day. History of Beaumont, Texas, is something that uh, resides within me. So now, what you're doing, as I look at, you know, and obviously we're friends and we're connected, and it kind of it's unfortunate you don't 
pick up the phone more and call your friends, but you, you're still yeah. in touch because of social, and I see that you really appreciate what you're doing more than pro sports, it seems. That's my opinion. Am I right? Yeah. Well, for sure. Um, I am, um, you know, how I get here is so amazing. Um, 3D printing hearts for uh, patients that have heart problems, for kids, newborns, infants. I mean, it's an incredible world, 3D printing, and it's innovative. Uh, what we do is patient-specific 3D prints, and that means that if a patient goes into the hospital and they're having a heart problem, then the doctor's call us and communicates with us and send us a file once they take a CT scan of their patient's heart, and we would 3D print it in order for them to study it before they perform surgery, major surgeries. So I work uh, alongside with Houston Methodist Texas Children's Hospital, and now we're starting to develop relationships with MD Anderson and others. So uh, my job is very crucial. Uh, it's critical to the health and well, well-being of that patient that uh, – that the doctor is, is about to perform surgery on. So it's amazing. And that's a, that's a game changer, life changer, and your legacy will probably be remembered for that as not as much as football. You know how sports go. It's a, <laughs> it's a close knit. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate your time greatly. I know you're busy. And, okay, yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 we've got to stay in touch, man. I feel a little bad that, you know, I, I know we talked again a few weeks that's okay. ago. But you know how, how life goes. And, uh that's okay, man. Look, we don't have to talk to each other every day uh, from the foundation that was built long ago. It shall remain forever. All right, my man. Good luck with everything. Appreciate your time, and uh, we'll be in touch soon, I'm sure. Thanks, Thanks for tuning in to the Athletic Scholarship Corporation Radio Network. Heard worldwide on www.athleticscholarshipcorp.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more college recruiting help, training advice, motivation, and more from pro athletes, coaches, celebrities, and entrepreneurs worldwide.